computer, so I don't have my Discord up. Um, do we still read from the script, or do we just intro it? Anyway? Just do whatever you want. Whatever All you right. feel uh, good about. All right. You at least Ready? need to know the director and the year it came out. Do you know that? Uh, I... I think Google knows it. So that's probably I, good yeah, enough. I've, I do feel like Google. I, mean, I, know, I know it's John Krasinski. I'll just say Jim Halpert. And uh, <laughs> who's know, the production company behind I just, it? I, I think that is. Uh, this is going to sound bad, but I think that's. No, nah, I'm not going to say it. What? I, I feel like he's owed his real name. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I think that's fair. I'll say it. I'll you say know it. what I mean? Like, I think he has to live with the He proved himself being, with this movie that yeah. he's not Jim Halpert. He doesn't have to live in the shadow of Jim his whole uh, I feel it. career. I feel like he's comfortable with that legacy, though. But Is he? I don't, maybe. But I just feel like we we can at least call him John. <laughs> that's fair. You know that's I mean? fair. And it's Emily Blunt, right? Yeah, his wife. Yeah. yeah. And that's his real wife, right? Real yeah. wife. Those are his real kids in the movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Those are real aliens, Johnny. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah, we're ready. All right, welcome tonight to a special episode. It's an episode that I, Johnny, one of the top hosts of the Spooky Screen, have picked. <laughs> Top host, contentiously, contentiously, the greatest host of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I object, unquestionably, unquestionably. <laughs> I object, unequivocally. Well, tonight, uh, tonight, I am excited to introduce uh, our pick: a quiet place. What type uh, of podcast is, are we, Johnny? This is the well. What do you mean? You didn't intro the podcast. Oh God! I'm leaving the sense. So you might as well just do it now. Welcome to the spooky screen. <laughs> Our name is on the nose. We review spooky things. <laughs> and tonight, our special topic is A Quiet Place, released in 2018, a horror sci-fi thriller directed by none other than John Krasinski, a.k.a. Jimothy Halpert from The Office. Probably my favorite piece of media ever created. Mm. I've watched the series multiple times, and I think, as we were talking about earlier, uh, John proved himself to be way beyond just a sitcom character, and I'm excited to talk about this one tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only did John Krasinski direct this, he was also the one of the leads, along with his uh, real wife and also film wife, Emily Blunt. Uh, before we get into the movie, I'd like us to do something we haven't done before, which is share a little piece of current events, something that we can talk about that's relevant to what we're going to talk about today. And uh, Stephen, why don't you introduce the topic? You shared an article with the group today, and I think it merits a small discussion. Yeah, it'll be a quick discussion. So uh, recently came across this article um, in the film world where director Ridley Scott uh, came out in public and said that he blames his recent movie, The Last Duel's Failure, on millennials and their mobile phones. <laughs> and <Not> uh, <laughs> and I it. quote verbatim, I quote him verbatim, I think what it boils down to, what we got today, are the audiences who were brought up on these f- cell phones, the millennial, who do not ever want to be taught anything unless you tell it on the cell phone. Hmm. Powerful words by powerful man. More. Did, did you know that Ridley Scott is a Sagittarius? <laughs> no, more, more, uh, and to follow up to that, he <laughs> continued to pile on, saying that this is a broad stroke. At least he gave us that. 
Mm. But I think we're dealing with it right now with Facebook. This is a misdirection that has happened where it's given the wrong kind of confidence to this latest generation, I think. And then, and the last thing that he said was Disney did a fantastic promotion job. The bosses loved the movie because I was concerned it was not for them. So, so someone, when they proofread this article, yeah. they proofread this, they're like, don't forget to say Disney did a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone was like, you cannot put that in. You got so, a little something on your nose there. <laughs> I just thought before we even talk about it, we take stock because, I mean, aside from, obviously, this will be fun to poke fun at, uh, you know, the creative alien, Blade Runner, uh, Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, American Gangster, Prometheus, like some... Some amazing, like some, literally some of my favorite movies. Like he's probably in there more frequently than most creators. And he hates um, you, Johnny. And he hates me <laughs> with, with a vehement passion. But but I mean, I hope this quote is wrong because this quote makes him sound silly. Like it makes yeah. him sound like, like an old man. Like he's a, he's was angry. brought up on cell phones. The millennial. Okay, so I just wanted to start this off myself. I did not even know that this movie existed. Uh, <laughs> and I just want to be so super clear. Wait, wait, wait. So you're you, saying that Disney did not do a good promotional job? I am running? dead serious. And I, I probably <laughs> won't say that about Disney because I may or may not work at a company who is works for oh Disney. God. Oh, God. But we may be doing their certain building in a certain city. Oh, no. But um, with that said, uh, I would say that they did a terrible job marketing it. I mean, I am online all day, every day for work. I am constantly on websites and I've watched shows. I see ads. I, I've never heard of this movie. So like if, if, if they're targeting millennials, if Ridley Scott was targeting millennials, uh, their team didn't target me. I didn't see any ads for it. So there you go. So definitely not my fault. I would have been happy to. Well, no, he, he, he didn't say, it didn't target millennials. He just blames millennials for well, what no, he but, the, but that, that's the that's the sub, subtext, right? Like millennials didn't see this movie. Like millennials don't care about this movie. First off, I think he means more than millennials. He probably means Gen Z. He probably means a whole bunch of other things. He only knows the word millennials. Yeah, right. Millennials that word. Millennials just didn't know. Millennials just know young people who use technology. That's all a millennial is to old people. But to be fair Go to on, him. Rumor. Yeah, to be fair to him, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this, you know, he he arose in a time where the theater was something of prominence and significance. You know, it was it was the default of entertainment. You would go there for the special event. You would go to the theater and say, what's out? Let's just go see it. We've shifted to a time where you're, de- you're only going to the movie on purpose for that movie. Um and very, very specifically, and you're not interested in knowing what's out. There's so much other content that is fighting for your attention, whether that's streaming or whether that's just content that is on your phone or on your TV. And so I think I think I don't know anything about the movie. I'm not rating the movie. I, I honestly know nothing about the movie. But if we're talking about marketing, this was marketed poorly, very poorly. Okay. Because you're in a world outside of just, hey, you should want to go see things on the screen. That's, yeah. that's not the world we live in. I'm sorry. Yeah, Johnny, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna. So you gave us your 30 second spe- uh, spiel there. I think I did about five minutes. But five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I'm being generous. I'm being very generous. Um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give everyone 30 seconds to just kind of get Holy on their soapbox. Whoa, whoa, 30, 30 seconds. seconds. <laughs> I'm gonna give everyone five seconds. All right, all right, fine. I'll give you. I'll give you 60 seconds. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick on Nick next. Nick, you give us your hot take on like what you think Ridley, if you can sympathize with what Ridley Scott was 
talking about or if you um, have other thoughts. Maybe Go. you should ask Nick first if he even knew this movie existed. Yeah, okay, Nick, did you know that this movie existed? No, I read this article before you sent it because I remember seeing it pop up on my uh, my news, my Google News Feed. Yeah. So I read this and then um, I was going to post it, but I was working and then you posted it. So I was like, okay, at least somebody bought it up. Okay. Because I saw this. I didn't even know this. I, I wish this movie was marketed. This movie sounds ridiculously awesome. Like it's about like, what, Irish uh, sort, like medieval Irish knights, like who yeah. have like a battle to the death. That sounds awesome. That sounds like everything I'd love. But like I heard nothing, I saw nothing, because M- Disney's really busy with Marvel right now. Like that's their cash cow. They're gonna go all in, and they're just like, oh well. There's also other things, but who cares? Yes. Go away. I- it doesn't matter. As you have twenty seconds left, do you want to use oh. it all? Ridley Scott is just being an old man now. Ridley Scott and somebody else is also doing it. Uh, that started Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Marty, good old Marty, he's just, unfortunately, they're both just being old men. Like, yeah, they came up in a different era, but, like, times change and you have to. Do you really think it's him? It feels like a, a Disney marketing hit piece. That's a timer. It feels like someone someone was like, we didn't do our job well. Let's, let's get a quote from Ridley Scott that it's someone else's fault. Let's blame it on Ridley Scott. All right, all right. You, um, Dave, what about you? You got one minute. Um, Go. <clears throat> All right, so I think it's a lot of it's uh it's either the truth and Ridley Scott's just an old man yelling at clouds, but it's a it's it's just um changing of the guard, changing of the times, kind of what Johnny brought up. Entertainment is changing, you know. It moved from spoken word to written word to theater to movie or to photographs to movies to online to video games to now it's uh, people are just doing like fifteen second entertainment pieces i think it's just not intent not attention spans haven't changed but it's just the our appetite for types of media or types of entertainment i think have changed or at least the younger generation has changed and i think it's a weird spot in the world right now where there's a lot of different generations existing at once that want to consume different types of entertainment so i think ridley scott crafted a movie that it's probably a beautiful movie um but it's probably a movie that he wanted to see and his peers wanted Steven to see has a timer timer's up <laughs> but he's good it's good can i just can you just ask david if he heard about the movie david have you yeah have you heard about the movie I, can, can someone ask david if he's heard about the movie <laughs> i i did i did hear about the movie and the trailer where looked, where did you i saw hear? i saw a trailer Disney, um, we're doing our job for you. We're <laughs> we're doing the market research for you, David. Where was but, the trailer? But, was it a YouTube ad? Was it uh, was it on uh, in a, a commercial on TV? Where was it? Johnny's one of those like annoying surveys. I think it. I think pop it, up before I, I remember, video. I don't remember where I saw it, but I remember thinking that um, it looked like a really nice movie. But no one's gonna go see it hmm. okay. because because okay. right. nobody. All right, no, 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 six. No, it's my fault, guys. I took up too much time. I didn't know Stephen was going to be a Nazi about yeah. these things. But whoa, whoa, I respect whoa, whoa. him for it. I respect well, him for okay, it. Okay, well, I just want to say a one time last Nazi. Thing. Let me clarify. One, Call me a Nazi. Poindexter. One, well, just to say Poindexter. one last thing. Nobody wants to go see a movie about like a medieval rape duel. Well, I want to. Go well, I want to see this movie. What do you mean? <laughs> this movie sounds brutally awesome. Did you say rape duel? It's the the two guys are supposed to be dueling because what's it? Adam Driver is. Supposed to suspected of 
raping Matt Damon's wife. Oh my god! He's like I want to go dueling see for her honor. I don't know. I just think people won't don't like. There's so much going on in the world right now. They don't want to such a, like a heavy message movie. Maybe some people do, but I think a lot of people just want to laugh or turn oh, the brain off. You, people like, like you are contributing <laughs> to the death of cinema. I'm just kidding. Uh, I didn't. I didn't say me. I hold on, hold on. Before you say that. You, I think Stephen and Noah, particularly in this group, always assume that everyone wants to go to the theater all the time, I, and they hey, don't. Why are you throwing me in this mix? Because you, you typically I, back no, at the theater I, viewing a lot. I say I enjoy going to the movie theater. I don't force it on anyone. Do I, I agree? And this, this would be my point to Mr. Ridley Scott and Disney. Movies are expensive and they're time consuming, and now there's fear about health. So if you're gonna make something for the movie. Make sure people know it's worth going for. And that put a little lots of pressure on marketing and Disney's marketing. I love that the last sentence of the article is a little cop out on like, and it wasn't our fault. It's like my favorite <laughs> well, we did thing. Real good job. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Was... No one, Steven, you should go. I used everyone's time today. All right. But well, I'm the host. So I can do Until that. I got thrown under the bus. <laughs> Wow. So I, I, I knew about this movie. I had full um, intention of going to see it in theaters, but it was literally in theaters for like two weeks. So and did you go see cold. it? So no, you I knew it existed. Oh, didn't so, get to see it. I knew so it existed, but it was. Steve, are you saying it was pulled too early? It was pulled too early. Two two weeks is kind of a good uh, you know run though. You know what were you doing during those two weeks? What were you doing during those two weeks? Noah, what are you talking about? You support this movie, Stephen. I was moving into my new place, and I was yeah. Busy. People have life. They might yeah. see family. There might be a holiday. There might be you know. They might have a sick kid. You don't know. Anyways, you guys, you guys are cutting into my time, but okay. Go I ahead. think that I think he. Beep, 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 beep. I think he. At the end of the day, he comes from an era where the theater was revered, and now it's not becoming that. But at, I think ultimately, what filmmakers need to do is give people a really damn good reason to come back to the theaters, and that's by just creating very compelling stories with good trailers, good marketing. So there, a couple people dropped the ball on this, but it wasn't just millennials. There, I'm done. Right, Stephen, I, I I call bullshit on the, on the reasoning strictly because when he was talking about Marvel movies, saying superhero movies are boring because special That's effects Marty. save them. That's Marty. No, it was him too. I thought, wasn't it? No, just no, Marty. No, he, Marty he, was the one that. No, he called that. them boring. No, that was Marty. No, he no Ridley Scott. Said, now, now you're generalizing no, old men. No, Ridley Scott <laughs> said they were boring because he said superhero movies are. I mean, because he, he said they don't suck unless he said they suck unless he made them. Because he said, um, what the? Uh, he said Gladiator was a superhero movie, and he was like, that was a fantastic movie. Superhero movie. I think Nick sounds convicted of this. So. Like I'm, I'm about to trust. No, him. you know what, Nick? You're right. You're right. It said Ridley Ooh. Scott calls superhero movies boring, except the ones that he made. Yeah, he made. Yeah, I remember this interview. This guy's great. I like Ridley <laughs> Scott. <laughs> He's just got huge balls. Like, He's just like I'm better. He, he should have ended it with like, except Disney too. Disney yeah. makes good. <laughs> Disney's very good at making movies. They Noah, are. did you want to say anything? Uh, yeah. One, okay, one I will. You I will. you have 45 seconds. I know. I lost all my time. I will say. I, I guess I partly agree with Ridley Scott. I know that sounds weird, but I I don't like the thought of people watching movies on their cell phones. They have every right to, but I do think you are kind of diminishing the magic of cinema. But at the same time, that's just the way the world works. You the things change, things go away. Do I think that 
last duel would have been a success if everyone watched it of course that's a stupid thing to say is it millennials fault no i just think you released your movie in a very weird time in you know history where people are still afraid to go to the theater and there's a lot of things vying for people's attention there's movies and things being thrown at us constantly trailers being thrown at us constantly just i just feel like every day someone's like sending a trailer saying watch this trailer look at this and Everything just kind of gets lost in the weeds and you probably made a great movie. I didn't hear about it and I don't know how I I might watch it when it's free on Netflix, but I don't, I don't know. You made a great movie. I don't, I I just feel like blaming millennials is makes you look stupid. Yeah, sadly. Lowest thing. Just say, you know, you just say, you say, I made a good movie. I'm proud of it. If you want to go see it here, here's where you can see it. That's what you do. Yeah. And I think that, you know, complaining about the phone format of video content is like, you know, you're complaining about the way people consume media. You're, you don't get to change that. You can only adapt to that, sadly. Like, you know, there was, there was live music and then it evolved into recordings, which evolved to, you know, CDs and cassettes. Like there was this evolution and, and compression ruined audio quality and you have audiophiles like freaking out about it. But it's just what's going to happen. Now we stream it. You know, it's like... We just have to adapt. And sadly, like, if you can't adapt, you're just going to disappear from the conversation and you don't get to say anything. Can I just say one last thing? I think Ridley Scott is an absolute genius because he said this, because now everyone's talking about this movie. And I hope that was Disney's, I hope that was Disney's marketing. I hope it was. This and they like, could redeem themselves. <laughs> Like, what are we gonna do to get people to talk about this movie? They should just re-release it. Just re-release it. All right, let's get into. I think that was a good warm-up, though. It's super relevant to kind of. Yeah, thank you, Stephen. That was a good. That was a good conversation no starter. Problem, guys. My pleasure. And one of the reasons I like it for this topic today is because I think this movie, A Quiet Place, and I think we can make reference to The Last Duel, are both original movies, and it'll be interesting to see how they take and how we can talk about that because. I think we have some interesting points to make about that. First, let's introduce the movie. Each host gets approximately one sentence. Typically, it's a paragraph. But um, we'll try to summarize <laughs> the movie's plot in a coherent fashion. And typically, the more well-delivered story has a more well-delivered uh, spoiler. I appreciate so, your honesty. Uh, do we have any volunteers to kick us off tonight? I can go first. Noah, whoa, never happens. Jumping right in there. Kick us off. Okay, so the movie begins in an abandoned town where a family is rummaging around quietly to not make a sound for fear of something that's lurking in the darkness. No one, you, you don't know what it is yet. They grab medicine for their sick son and then head out of town. And on the way out of town, their youngest child turns on this toy which makes a loud noise and he is killed by what we see as like some sort of monster steven would you like uh, to go next yes your decision a year after seconds a year after <laughs> a year after their youngest son's death um we spend a day with this family uh the father and son go fishing um the daughter is required to stay behind to help her mother who is pregnant because we find out that she is deaf and her father fears that this weakness will make her vulnerable to the monsters that killed her younger brother. And then uh, the monsters invade their farm while the father and son are away. 
drawn to a an accidental noise. Yes. Well, I'd say I'd take that. Uh, Nick. The monsters that get lured to the farm almost begin to discover the family when the wife goes into labor. She alerts her husband by flipping a switch to give off a light signal to let them know that the that their home is endangered or that creatures come into the house, I think. I forget which. The mom needs to then go into labor as she is giving birth and the monsters have invaded her home, slowly trying to find her as she gives birth, trying not to make a sound. David? She successfully gives birth. Uh, John Krasinski gets back to the farm, but he's separated from his kids. And he finds his wife with the new baby, and he takes her down to a shelter. And then he goes out to rescue his kids, who have... They went up to a grain silo, got away from an alien, and he dies. And he does, okay. <laughs> he, he saves them, and then he dies. Let me bring it home, David. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Krasinski, uh, in his deep love for his children, sacrificially saves them. And the kids are able to escape to their mother, um, but the noise and commotion draws the aliens to the mom, baby, and the two children, where they hide in the basement to be discovered by one of the aliens. And in that mess, the daughter realizes that the... Um, what do they call those? Reaver uh, There's a certain name for them. Cochlear implant? Is oh, that the yeah, right co- one? Or? yeah, cochlear implant. That he, he was messing with creates a certain sound that drives the monsters crazy, opening up a weakness in their armor. And um, Emily Blunt's character, Evelyn, shoots the monster dead the first time they've realized that these can, things can be killed. And the movie ends with a glimmer of hope as they, um, you know, as they look into this kind of hopeless world they've been living in you know, they stand there like we're gonna take down umbrella yeah i mean that, that last moment you see them watching monsters running to them and she has a little smirk it was kind of cool pumps the um, shotgun right she's like yeah, i'm ready great. so i think i think one one thing i love about this section of our show is like a test to make sure we've all watched it yeah. <laughs> you like you can't get onto the show if you don't do your spoiler <laughs> that was yeah so that's great so let's get into the meat of the meat of the episode which is did you like it why or why not? I'll go last. But okay. <laughs> I kind of want to go first, but I'm going to go last. Okay. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I don't, I don't want to influence it at all. <clears throat> so, um, David, I'm going to randomly pick you. Why don't you go first? Yeah, I like this movie, but it's funny that we brought up the conversation beforehand about theater because I remember when this movie came out, I didn't have a chance to see it in theater. And then when it was finally on... Uh, video on demand i got to see it and i really liked the movie but i kept thinking i was like oh man this would have been amazing in the theater with just like because it's it's so much about sound and like the absence of sound so you're supposed to like listen and pick up on every little like thing that you hear so i really liked it thank you david that was deep and beautiful as always um steven what did you think about the movie? Did you like it? Why or why not? I, I like The Quiet Place. And I think watching it a second time makes me appreciate it even more because you can pick up on things in the film that you might have not caught the first time around. Um, I think this is my second time actually watching it. So I came in with semi-fresh eyes after not having seen it for a couple of years. Um, 
and I just can appreciate a movie where the writing is so well thought out, the world is well built, the characters fully developed. There's a clear plan for the entire story in regards to character developments, arcs, themes, ideas that it wants to explore. And this movie definitely hits all those notes in a really, really well done way. So I, I like this movie. I think a big part of this movie is um, the sound, which I think I think David's point was really interesting before. Because I, I, I first watched it in my living room with poor sound because it was late. I didn't want to crank it. And then I watched a portion of it again with headphones. And the audio editing is so much more intense when you can hear it that clearly. Like, you know, you literally can hear which side the monster's coming from because they, they skew it left or right. And it's, it's like crazy. And um, one of the things the movie was edited to be able to work with no sound. Um, and they were even going to take the subtitles out uh for the asl originally and then i think they realized there was a couple scenes that was too hard to track but i think i think i commend that movie for taking a chance like how many movies do you see where the audio is minimal but it's so important but then at the same time this the audio is you know it's so important to the movie but it could be eliminated and you'd understand the whole movie I, I love the concept because you have to you have to focus so much. You can't just like look at your phone and listen. Um, you you have to be completely engaged with what's happening, and I think that's a really successful move. I love that yeah. you're telling us that you like the movie, even though you're going last. I'm sharing facts with you, and if there <laughs> and if if there's power in those facts, yeah, I feel like this know. was this was your uh, like or dislike. The fact was that the use of sound. Was very effective. This okay. is my favorite movie, but I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> like, this is my favorite sound in this movie. Fact. <laughs> fact, this movie had excellent use of sound and audio. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Noah, why don't you go next? So I'm gonna say first off that this is my fourth time watching the movie. Did I like the movie? I love the movie. Obviously, I watched it four times. I think it's a, a timeless classic that will last through the ages. I think, you know, give this movie 10 years, 20 years, it's going to be held up in the same regard as The Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby and The Omen. I just think it's wholly original. The The script is super tight. You know, the plot holes are all covered. I, when I was reading the trivia in IMDb, there were certain things that they wrote about that I had no like just what John and his uh, team of writers thought of to cover all their bases was insane and I loved as Johnny said that they used sound as I don't know how to explain the sound was a character in the movie and the lack thereof Mm -hmm. was a character in the movie and it was so effective yeah the silence was like the you know the the supporting character. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's rare to me that a movie, it's almost like lightning in a bottle. Like it's just one of those rare horror movies that you can you can just put on and I think a lot of people will enjoy it. Like I'd, I'd be surprised if, I'd love to hear someone that didn't enjoy this movie. Do you know what I mean? It's just such a likable movie that I would find it hard to think that one of you dislikes it mm. and to find someone that did. Does that make sense? Like it's I just so, so likable. It. It's like yeah. that guy at the yeah. party that like hands drinks out to everyone, and you know asks yeah. you ask how your mother's doing. So I, I love the movie. I like I said, I think it's a classic, and it will be held up. I, it's twenty. It's twenty eighteen, so it's still pretty fresh. 
Yeah. So it's not in that category yet, but I think give it a few years and it will be. I, I completely agree, Noah. I, just to add to that, I thought this was a fun fact that I had read that there was a, in the original screenplay, the original script, whatever, uh, there was only one line of dialogue originally. So it can show you like how serious the creators of the, sh- the movie took that took yeah. that sound portion like they wanted to they literally i mean that's that that would have been kind of amazing as like a manifesto to be like in this movie released in 2018 there's a literal single line of dialogue like what movie has ever done that but, i mean but you know I, there's I like, more now there's like 25 or something yeah, i think but but i like that they were they they knew that the movie would be more serviceable if they had more lines of dialogue. Like yeah. They weren't trying to make it kitschy. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't a it wasn't a gimmick. The sound thing wasn't a gimmick. It it was exactly. to serve the movie and the themes perfectly. They didn't try to fit it in to make it be like, oh look at us, we're doing this. But I think my point is it was born out of conviction. Oh yeah, for right? sure. And yeah. then like you can feel that in the whole movie. No, yeah. Everyone everyone involved, yeah. you can see that they they believe that they have something special and they're they're putting their entire all into it. All right, Nick. I'm interested to hear what you have to say, Nick. Because okay. sometimes you're you could be a wild card. So um, I I love this movie. This is yeah, one of, boy. This is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, it's it's so fantastic. This movie solidified, like Johnny said earlier, like John Krasinski can like do like feature films, and like he he knocked this out of the park. Um, I think we mentioned in the chat earlier, like, there's no way you can watch this movie and not get emotional. Like, it's just not possible. Like, everybody every, everybody chokes up at the end. It, it, it just happens. Yeah, it's like, a good time to, to admit if we've cried or not, because I cried. I've, I cried. I didn't. Oh, my I, God. I can totally <sighs> see myself crying. In the right. I can see myself loving you. <laughs> like, Stephen, do you love me? I can see I myself can, loving you I can day, imagine though. a world. <laughs> I can imagine a world in which I would cry in, while watching this film. Man, you heartless <laughs> bastard. I cried. I will Go say ahead, that I, I did recently cry? shed cry? tears over another piece <laughs> of art. Um, Adele's new album. So I am not oh, okay. a heartless bastard. So. All right, all right. Uh, David, did you cry? No, no, I didn't cry. And no, I usually no, 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 I have a heart of, <laughs> have a heart of steel. Are you a Jamaican Russian mafia? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why I, I hit the bass so low on that. Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't cry, but I do cry at movies and I do cry at media. But what was the last movie I, you cried I at? I like that you guys have to like tell us that you cry. Yeah, at. <laughs> I, I do cry, I promise. David, what was the last movie you cried at? Uh, you know, it's goofy enough. It's going to be really stupid. Um, Let's hear it. My Wait on us. Hopefully it's not too stupid because you probably should have cried for this then. No, no. <laughs> this the, uh, the iPad puts like pictures together. That, like, David, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> God. Oh my God. Pictures just, of your family doesn't I, count. I cried at a movie created by <laughs> Apple. <laughs> that says Apple's AI. Once. <laughs> it's, it's um, is, what's his name? Is what's his name? Steve Jobs' AI ghost who just haunts <laughs> you. Oh my god, David. Save it. Save uh, it. All right, buddy. Yeah. That's enough. I, I definitely cried. <laughs> I don't see how you guys don't cry when a four year old. Like, this is the only movie I can think of that I can fully accept a child dying in the beginning and continue watching. Like, I. I like that it was a violent death it wasn't like casual 
Well, you know what? Because maybe because I'd already seen the movie, so you did you, you cry it when you yeah, first you saw cry it? At all yeah, that, that's what we're talking about. Oh, David, I'm done about this viewing. No, no, just in general, did you cry? Are you, are you high on your own supply? David said he cries at the iPhone <laughs> slideshows that it makes him. <laughs> that's great, David. I love you. You know, no, um, the scene where the kid. When I first saw it, the scene where the kid died didn't get me. The scene where John Krasinski cries out, that got that me. That's a good one, yeah. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, I, I am a firm believer that the ending of this movie oh. is completely a tearjerker. Well, I guess I'll wrap us up. Wait, wait, um, wait, no, Nick didn't really get to say his full thing, and I cut him off. <clears throat> oh, I, yeah, I'm sorry, Nick. Do you feel like you said your piece, Nick? What else do you want to say? Because he said he loved it. You cut Nick off. I cut and it then off. You can, and then you feel and it. I feel guilty about it. And then you go it. back. Oh, my God. Yeah, I won't yeah. lie. You, you, you cut me off, and you're like, wait a minute. We cut Nick off before we get back to him. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Let's hear a word from me again. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will talk some more. Right, no, but really, <laughs> I just want to say it was, a, it was a very well done movie. Uh, very beautiful story. Uh, great story about the sacrifices a father's willing to make. I'm not even a dad, but like, oh my goodness, I I couldn't even imagine having to have my my own children in a situation like this because I'd gladly do the same thing. But like, it's just so heart wrenching. Very well written. It's best that there's no real talking in this movie. I like that Johnny. You said the the sound or lack thereof is like a character in and of itself. Um, there was Noah, but was it Noah? Was oh, okay. <laughs> that was me. I mean, I talked a lot. Let's be honest. He threw a lot of words out there. I said a lot of things about sound. I might have said that. We don't know. Um, Did not confirm nor deny. It was just a story that you got to. You you literally have to watch because you just. It's it's all in their face. It's all in their body language, and everyone in that movie does a fantastic job of getting their point across and really just without saying anything, like just pulling at your heartstrings the entire runtime of that film. Um, So. Bravo all around. It's a fantastic movie. I highly recommend. This is like the third or fourth time I've seen this movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Skipping the recommendations. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Edit that out, Noah. I'm cutting yeah. that out. We're not doing any great, spoilers. Great. Fantastic movie. Way to go. Did Jim you like it? Yes, you liked Lee, it. Thank Lee you. Halpert. Jim Markison. I forgot what his name is. Jim Markison. Jim, Jimmy Dean Halpert. Uh, so I'll close this out on the liking and uh portion as unanimous unanimous well i think i'm gonna surprise you guys no you're not you know i was talking a lot and you might have thought that i liked it um mm, sure but i loved it yeah okay surprise. i uh so what so yes i did watch this movie and look this is this is an ode to this podcast this this movie because I really typically wouldn't have watched what categorizes as a horror. Um, and I was, I watched it randomly before we picked it on the podcast, which is, I mean, I know we've all seen, you guys have seen it, but like I wouldn't have normally picked a movie that I know is categorized as horror. Yeah. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? I'm warming up. I'm like, I've been in the hot tub for like, you know, 10 (laughs) minutes. I'm feeling good. And like, now I'm enjoying watching horror movies. I also like John Krasinski. I, re- I do. I like John Krasinski. And to me, this is the first horror movie that I can think of that uh, Paranormal Activity that I like because it was scary. But like this is the one that I just wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important for me, for the podcast, but for other people, because I think 
this is a great film for people who want to understand the power of a horror movie because it does it super well in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So why I like this movie, I like this movie because the, the pacing I think is really good and the story is really deep. It's super relatable. Like it's deeply relatable to the human condition. It's a story that people, you know, can only imagine, but they can relate to the motions. Um, and I love the kind of deep drama. Like I loved the first scene that their youngest dies and like sets the tone. Like it, it basically forces you to be intimate with the movie. Like you can't have a calloused like demeanor when you watch this movie because like otherwise you're a bad person. Like, and they just like, they, they, they force you to like open up and like get into it. And I thought that was awesome. And I, maybe people disagree with that, but I thought that worked for me. Um, and then I just thought like the the art of the film, right? Like there was so – there's so many ways that this movie is a true horror movie. And, and it, I think it's interesting. There is that, that fact that we have talked about offline. I'm sure we've read and that. I think we should talk about after this section about <clears throat> this was potentially going to be categorized under the Cloverfield brand. There was had been rumors of it. And I think that – you know, as the Cloverfield kind of sci-fi thriller fantasy, like this was a true horror, like the scene cuts, the way that um, the way the shots were done, the way the music was done. Uh, it was a real horror, but it was done in such a really beautiful way that you can't stop watching. Like even when you know something is a little gory or scary, or, like I, I couldn't stop watching. I was, I was like totally entranced. So to me, this was like the first horror movie that I just loved. And so to me, that's special. And so I definitely like this movie. Do you think um, if it got lumped in with Cloverfield, this movie would have been worse for wear? I, I think I think we got to get into that topic. And I think it kind of, I think that goes hand in hand with the horror genre conversation with it because I think had they marketed it, Disney, are you listening? They had marketed it differently. Disney did, Disney did a great job marketing this movie. <laughs> it Disney markets every movie. In fact, guys, guys, what what streaming service did we watch this movie on? Paramount, Paramount Plus, Plus, baby. It was not Disney Plus. It was Paramount Studios. You're welcome for get for forgetting to take my uh, but, my credit card off. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. I know I didn't say anything. Um, I okay. Anyway, let's let's move on. I think. Two things that we should talk about Wait, is can we first mention that this is another unanimous vote that we've had where everyone likes how, the movie. How many of these have we had? This is mm, I think our second one. This right? might be our, our third. third. I think the shining this was one. Was it the shining, shining Halloween Kills and this one? Well Halloween Kills was a unanimous poo poo. Hey, dislike. Dislike, yeah. It it makes me nervous to have a unanimous like because I feel like there's not enough um you know black to go on the white canvas you know what i mean mm -hmm. you're just looking at a blank canvas of opinions you're just you're just praising a painting that's hanging on the wall mm. but, like, but but if you've been to the moma ever there's always one canvas that's just blank and everyone looks at it so this is this is that one it's perfect it's it's the holy i just throwing out the word moma what moma Oh, is that not like a word people know? I don't, I don't think well, modern it's, art. Yeah, yeah I think that's a New Yorker thing. I don't, oh, sorry, I don't guys. think. I don't think the rest. I, I guess of the that is. Yeah, MoMA would be like, what the hell are you talking? I about? think you can have an interesting conversation out of like having like joint adoration for something. 
We will jointly adore this movie. We will movie. jointly worship this movie. <laughs> do it. I want to. I want to add another fun fact that I. I don't know where to throw this in, but I. I thought it would be really fun. So John Krasinski supposedly was the creature in a motion capture suit. That's hilarious. And 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 is there a picture they, of it online? I don't have a picture of it. We should look for it. But supposedly they did screenings before the CGI full edits were done, and the audience did not respond well <laughs> to seeing would, Jim in a why suit. Why the heck would you do that? That's just so. That's such a bad and then, idea. And then once the CG was done, obviously, you know, and and I think the monster to me is a really interesting point because you just don't know the motivation. I think that's so important that they, there was no exposition. There was zero exposition, other than that they arrived, and like that's enough. That's enough. Like, don't don't tell me. If you tell me, I'm not going to like it. I guarantee you. <clears throat> yeah, I do think that horror suffers from that a lot, where they feel like the need to dump Explain. a bunch of exposition on explaining the demon prince of the nine circles of hell and, <laughs> yeah. you know, Bagul, well, Bagul's uh, history Bagul. with children. Uh, uh, a big trope of horror movies is always like the... <gasps> Because you think back and you flash back to, oh, yeah, that was a thing and that led to this. And then they're just like, oh, no, you know. I do kind of wish that there was a scene in this movie where John Krasinski's in an auto zone Googling the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say that the whiteboard action in this film was hilarious. It's like weakness yeah. underlined like twice. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was a little, that was a little cheesy. Yeah, I, I, mean, I like. Did you see in one of the articles they're called Black Angels? I thought that was cool. No, was I didn't cool catch that. that. Yeah, you know we've never really carried over themes from another podcast episode, but I do think we have good cause to do it here today, because one thing we were talking about on the previous episode, Next of Kin, was that that movie was released under the flagship of the Paranormal Activities series, mm-hmm. and if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. Special like watch that movie because I think this group came to the consensus that that movie should not have been released under the Paranormal Activity yeah, Fund. Definitely not. Would have yeah. been much better without it. And as an original story, that would have given it its own merit and its own expectation. And in preparing for this, Noah, you you brought the topic up, so why don't you <clears throat> introduce it a little bit? The what we want to talk about. As I was, I always like to look up the trivia and interviews of a movie after we do it, just to see what was going on through the director's head and what was going on around the time that it came out. And I came across this interview with the writers of A Quiet Place, and it sounded eerily like the opposite thing that happened with Paranormal Activity. So let me just read what they said. So they said... What is this um, from, by the way? Uh... Is it from Business Insider? Because I'll have to throw it out. Business Insider. (laughs) No, it's it's the website Slash Film. Mm -hmm. In an interview with the website Slash Film, screenwriters Scott Beck and Brian Woods revealed that Paramount Pictures originally intended to incorporate A Quiet Place into the studio's Cloverfield film franchise. As Beck said in the interview, I guess it crossed our mind and we had spoken to our representatives about that possibility. But when we took the final script to Paramount, they saw it as a totally different movie. The screenwriters and director John Krasinski were ultimately relieved and grateful for Paramount to finally decide to allow them to make the film as a wholly original, standalone film, rather than make it as part of the Cloverfield film franchise. Because one of their biggest fears was that this film would get swept under some kind of franchise or repurposed for something like that. Which I found, that's the end of the quote, and... uh, I just found it fascinating because it was exactly what we were complaining about with Paranormal Activity. Like yeah, you were saying, John. Interesting. I, I think that, you know, this movie has its own merit as it is, but I do agree that when you enter into a movie, when you agree to watch a movie, 
if you if you are set up incorrectly, that movie can flop even if it's good. Yep. Um, and so agree. setup is so critical. So if you if you came to this movie and it was Cloverfield, a quiet place or Cloverfield like silence or something, I don't think this movie would have been as enjoyable to me. And I think they probably wouldn't have edited it in a horror. It would have probably been a little bit more thriller monster. And I, I think I just guarantee you it would have been a flop compared to what it is. Um, and I appreciate that so much that this was an original and they maintained it. And I would say this is a great example of giving creators and makers, screenwriters, directors a chance to make original movies. They're still great. People want to see them. They're better than franchises. So please make them. It makes me feel bad for the creators of Next of Kin. Like what could, what could it have been? So let's, let's get into our um, scores and recommendations. Um, I'm going to go first, okay. which is, you know, Obviously. as it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am going to recommend this movie to anyone and everyone that, that is of age. Okay. <laughs> you don't always have to make that clarification. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I really do always recommend. make that. I know. It's just like my shtick now. I have to, I have to say it. There's a. I want to warn you. There's a few little. There's blood in it. There's for an our younger viewers. Remember. <laughs> I think they curse in ASL. <laughs> I saw one nipple. Okay, David. Jeez. <laughs> Family show. Um, and so I definitely recommend it to everyone, anyone, especially someone who thinks of themselves as not a horror fan. Let this be the test. Is a great movie. Um, I'm going to give this movie a 9 out of 10. Is it your highest score, maybe? I wanted to give it a 10 out of 10, uh, but I I feel like a 10 out of 10 movie is something that I can, like, I can say that with a completely straight face, and I can't do that here. For me, that's going to be my score. It's coming from a millennial. Got it. I actually watched the whole thing on my phone twice. <laughs> and actually, I just had the subtitles on. I turned the audio off. <laughs> and, then you, and then you broke up the movie like it's yeah. episodic. I watched books. on every toilet visit I had. So. <laughs> <laughs> the way Cinnamon was meant to be consumed. <laughs> it's how the, the creators wanted me to watch it. I watched it while reading Business Informer. Oh, man. Oh, man. I love it. Uh, okay. Um, I love it. All right. Next millennial. Uh, no what? <laughs> oh god, me? yeah, you. Okay, I recommend this movie to everyone. I I have actually recommended this movie to people before that don't like horror movie. I said, you know what's a good non horror horror movie that you will enjoy? I've done that many times, and every time people say they loved it, so I have done my part, and I will continue to do Grumpy my part. Old man, <laughs> I did my part. <laughs> I, I feel like I sound like I'm telling people to vote. <laughs> You know those really annoying people it's, that tell you to vote all the time? Yeah. <laughs> um, vote or die. So, yeah, I recommend it to everyone. I voted. And if you have a family member that doesn't like horror, you I you feel confident that you could recommend this to them and they'll like it. Uh, I will give this... Ooh. I'm going to give this also a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Because I think... I can't find any faults in it. I'm going to reward yeah. it for being original... I'm gonna reward it for being passionate about it, about everything, every part about it, like the yeah. writing. Like you could tell, people really believed in this, and I want to commend that. I want to commend that. No, no cut corners, no slow pacing. 
the scene with the fireworks is one of my all-time favorite scenes of oh all time. Oh my times. god, what a great scene! Yeah, I, I I wanted to cheer in my seat when that when that happened when she gives birth simultaneously and you see him running with a shotgun and then fireworks are going off at the same time because you know the sun set them off. Like it was like ah oh, that that was that was cinema right there, baby. I, I wish yeah that that was. So well done, and then when she finally lets out that scream, I had goosebumps. Yeah, I know. On my arm. I was that, like, "That that was just amazing." And I that's why I I just feel like I can't go any lower than that. I'm I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. the balls of the movie to start out with a kid dying, you know, just to yeah, set up the stakes. Exactly. Oh. It didn't hold back anything. It put the its heart out on the line, and I respect it and I adore it. And a nine out of ten is what I'm going with. So Noah, your your um, recommendation is so inspiring i just i'm gonna revisit mine what? very quickly before Dude, we what? go you, you give it nine i know i'm not revisiting the score i'm revisiting okay. the recommendation i just want to i just wanted to add one more layer because i feel like i do want to praise a couple things very specifically one of my, oh my i agree God. with you Stephen. when i said we should go back and talk about the movie a little bit but now i want to now i want to now i literally want to the nail I loved the nail. Yes. I thought the nail buildup was such a great suspense. It was yeah, one yeah. of my favorite pieces of it. And I love that it was just like accidental and it was just. It was, it was so like, natural. Oh, it didn't it feel so forced. Good. There was nothing yeah. about it that made you be like, oh, of course. You were just like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. She steps on it and it just, it was like a ripple effect. It was so good. And the opening scene, of course, we all agree. Like, And one, one other thing that I really loved, I love that like all the little, um, world details they had about like their house how things were set up right like the the walking on the sand and they had like the oxygen tank with the soundproofing for the baby and like you know like even when jim uh, lee loads the shotgun he loads loads the shotgun underneath a blanket so you don't hear the shells like they, they were so tight on their world it was awesome it really made the movie awesome. Anyway, phenomenal. Nine out of ten. So we're 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 on a hot streak right, right now. Let's keep, let's keep the let's keep it. No, no, go Nick. 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 Nick's gonna okay. give it a nine. Come on, nine. Come on, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's like two out of ten. <laughs> I go be like, this movie's the greatest. One out of ten stars. Well, that's David. That is you. David. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> David, why does every time you talk, David, it sounds like you're farther away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There are very few movies that like, I could say are damn near perfect. And in my opinion, this movie is really one of them. Like, Hell yeah. This movie, I the, from the moment I've seen it and every subsequent viewing, I can honestly say this movie's like a perfect 10. Like this movie just wins on all levels. Everything about this movie is great. It pulls at the right heartstrings. Uh, it gets it, it tenses you up. Like it takes you for a ride and I'm strapped in for it every time and it still takes me for all sorts of twists and turns. Like it's such an emotional journey that you go through. And even though there's such tragedy, you're so empowered by their ability to pull through at the end. Like, mm-hmm. at least that's how I felt. Like, yeah, it really sucked. It was just incredibly tragic how the dad sacrifices himself. But once the family's like, we can fight back and we can save ourselves, like, you feel so empowered with them. Like, yes, you guys are going to survive. Like, yes, like, you, you've you earned this. You deserve this victory. You guys have been through a dead son, like a dead baby, not baby son, but a dead, like, toddler son. Um, now the, the, the patriarch of your family is gone. 
and like but like you found a way to fight back like you've been living in these terrible circumstances but you finally have a way to fight back like it feels so well earned and well deserved like you feel yeah. it so hard with them you celebrate that with them so hard um and very well few said. movies very few movies can make me feel that and make me and take me on that kind of journey uh like this movie did and like i said like everything about this movie just it's it's so perfect like they did such a good job storytelling acting saying so much without saying a word fan magnificent like chef's kiss can't say any better like 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 baby wow when was the last 10 out of 10 never we're keeping sure it was never oh maybe warriors but that was because it's nick's favorite movie oh yeah that's right no i might have given that like an eight i acknowledge that movie has faults Okay. No, I'm pretty wow, sure I so... think you said it was 10 out of 10. Louis. Did we give, did did we give uh, The Shining a 10 out of 10? We you didn't gave do scores back. 10 out of 10, we didn't do I scores think. back no, I think then. I gave it a 9 I out of think, 10. I think it was 9s. Mostly 9s yeah. and then 1 8 or something. Did we do yeah. scores back then? Yep. I think that was yeah. one of the first ones. Okay, wow. Wow. So, uh, I'll, well Coming said. I, I liked your passion. I'm I felt it. Hot. I felt it. Now now we have to hear from the non-criers. Yeah, let's hear from the... The yeah. heartless. From the man across the room, David. Okay. Sorry, Whoa, blur out the last name. You got Can you project or is your yeah, or is yeah, yeah, Camila no, asleep? No, I can. I can project. You guys hear me? David, That's yell as loud, loud as you can. <laughs> All right, you guys hear me? Yell <laughs> like you want one of those creatures to attack you. Yeah, I want uh, you to I love your family. Just start throwing Steven's <laughs> Korean name out there. <laughs> All right, so uh, is it BTS? I use I use my <laughs> just like my uh, kind of scale of a seven. I use my like a scale of if my mom would like this movie <laughs> for recommendations. Oh my god, this is so <laughs> contrived. Um, and I recommend this movie for everybody. Yeah. Um, would you on... qualify by age? But... No, no, no. But just... oh no, no, okay. Just on the on the basis of a couple months ago, my mom and sister watched this movie, and when they came to come babysit my daughter, they were like, my mom was like, I think you guys should do, watch this movie. Have you seen it? And she was recommending it to me for, for us to watch together wow. and talk about. So, so if you're listening, mama, oh. Mama David. <laughs> Mama David. That sounds really uncomfortable to say. Mama David. New age. New age modern family. Mama David. David, does your daughter Mama. call you Mama and, and your wife Daddy? <laughs> Mom. The whole new world. Very, very new age. Uh, that was very. I had to correct myself to on the fly, so that's what came up. Whoa, that's whoa, what came whoa. out. I still call my parents mommy and daddy. What's wrong with that? It's endearing. You don't call your daddy mama. <laughs> oh, Nick. <laughs> Nick is like. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, you, Nick. So, so take your, your time, mom, David. Take your time. Your, no, your <laughs> mom was the original recommender. For yeah, this movie. I based my recommendation off. Of my mom recommending it to me, and and she's very tough critic on movies. Of like, if there's too much violence in something, she's like, "Oh, it's a bad movie." She doesn't like violence, and for her to like this movie, well, there wasn't even like that much violence. Um, but yeah, so she recommended it to us to watch, 
Um, nice. You can tell her we did it for her. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the score that I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a, a 8 out of 10. Oh, I knew you'd non-crier you. <laughs> um, it just, just for me, like the first time I watched it, I was like blown away. And I think, unfortunately, it's one of those movies that each each time you watch it, you either gain a little more because you've kind of seen the twists and the surprises so you can focus on other stuff, or you're just kind of getting through the motions because you've been through all of like the excitement already, you know, kind of like... The first time you ride a roller coaster is not the same as the tenth time. You might mm-hmm. you might still enjoy it and you might love riding on it, but it's not like the first time you watched yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. David I, said I, I he understand. found a high and he's been chasing that dragon ever since. No, so that's 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 why it's not a nine. Maybe if it was the first time I saw it and it was a completely new experience for me, it would have been like nine out of ten, ten out of ten, but you know. I gotcha. Is that All justified right. enough, Johnny? May I may I keep my score? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, sire! <laughs> oh, call, sire. call me, call me, the daddy. Last, the last call me, daddy, daddy, Johnny. Oh, mommy, daddy, Johnny. <laughs> Mama, Johnny. <laughs> oh, Papa, Johnny. Ooh. Papa John's pizza. Papa John. <laughs> All right, All right Stephen, so- bring bring us home to a to a low score. Yeah, here's here's the non-crier. Oh my god, guys, I cry. (laughs) I have a heart of. I swear to God, I I swear I cry. Cry so Um, hard. I just think a lot. Think about crying, and then I cry. I think about all the lost puppies and kitties in the world. I'm glad not the dead toddlers. Screw the dead time. All right. You're getting a little dark. <laughs> Literally animals that don't that kid, have a home. That kid was in the mood in the for like five minutes. Um, oh, that Place is an oh, excellent film. It's well written. Um, and uh, it's mean, lean. It's, it's efficiently uh, made. It's got thrills. Um, got characters that you can root for. It really goes balls to the ball in terms of the writing it doesn't leave anything left to be desired like some films <coughs> halloween kills <coughs> um and i just think that it's uh it's the type of original filmmaking that you know sadly doesn't come by too often so we really do have to savor uh, these types of films when they show up in our theaters and uh at the end of the day it's all um it's all Tidally wrapped up in a nice ninety-minute uh, runtime too, which is kind of love incredible it. to think about. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so I miss those, right? Yeah, yeah. I do. I do we miss do a, re- a little too long sometimes. Yeah, I Most do miss a good ninety-minute film. Yeah. Um, my final, uh, my recommendation for this film is, you know, I, I think this is horror light. You know, in the sense that it's not too gory, it's not too, it doesn't revel in the violence. It's, it's definitely family-centric. It has a lot of ideas to say about what it means to be a parent and to raise a family in very uncertain times. I think that would resonate with a lot of folks, you know, that are living through, you know, even today, right? Not to get political, Johnny. Um, It's hard on families in this climate. So um, I think... think You think it's horror light? 
I think so. Compared to like, I feel uh, like when I rewatched it this weekend, I was I was reminded how much horror is in this movie. Yeah, there's, like there's it's a different kind of horror. It is different, but it's definitely fully I, horror. Baby, I think I it's a more accessible type of horror. I yeah. think it's a more yeah. accessible type I, of I horror. I agree. I think, and I think at the um, the the line that sticks out for me in this film is when Emily Blunt's character talks to her husband, her real life husband, and says, "If we can't protect our children, then who are we?" And I think that's just a central message of the film: is that this is about you know being parents having children and raising them in the most uncertain time or world that you've ever been a part of. And that's really just parenthood in a nutshell, right? You, you go through these big events and you don't know how to kind of, you just take it day by day. Yeah. I think that's very relatable at the end of the day. So I recommend it to anyone who's not into horror movies. And after this lovely speech, you better be giving it a good score. Yeah. I, I recommend it to people that, are into horror movies and aren't into horror movies, I think there's something to be found in either camps. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Woo! I was not expecting that. Wow. Right. I just think I, I, I really appreciated the second watch. I don't know. It just, there were, there was like one di- detail. I didn't get to talk about it. If you noticed when they were in the stores, every uh, food item was taken in, oh, except, yeah, except the paper, um, the paper bag. Yeah, the chips. Yeah, potato chips. And I was just like, that's so smart. Like, that's the kind of detail and, like, world building that I love, you know? Yeah, and they you thought just, it you, out. Yeah, you can feel the care, the TLC that went into the script, and then it was translated into the screen. So, yeah, it's a fantastic film. And you know, they didn't even have to point it out either. That's that's even better. I think I said in the last episode with uh, Paranormal Activity, the earlier films were really great because it used silence so effectively. And this is a film that uses silence so effectively well. And it's almost kind of limited in that sense. It's forced to not tell you about things happening in the movie, but forced to show you things. And it uses that limitation so much to its advantage mm-hmm. so well. Yeah, uh, You just kind of have to take your hat off to it. For sure. Everyone take their hat off right now. Take your hat off, guys. Woo! My, my hat is I off. actually just did a clap when he said that, but I was on mute. So That's off. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say one last thing. The duel is two hours. Our last duel is two hours and 32 minutes. So My God. Come on, Ridley. Ridley, Ridley Scott. Come on, Ridley. Learn how to do the 90-minute nasty. Nasty. Uh, <laughs> no, do, do you have your big calculator? I do. You, you guys want to know what the score is? I've, I've already done it. It, it, right, nine. it is... A nine. One of the highest scores we have ever given on the spooky screen. Maybe the shi- only Shining can compare, I think. I think so. This, wow. is, this oh. is an amazing movie. I think you're right now. It's going to be a classic. It will be a classic. Just give it 10, 20 years. It's going to be right up there. Exceptional episode of The Spooky Screen, hosted by the best host, Johnny. Mm. <laughs> Arguably, contentiously, the best host, I should add. And as my closing remarks for this podcast, as a millennial, a senior ranking member of the millennial party, I highly recommend that you go see The Last Duel by Sir Ridley Scott in theaters if it's still out. If not, stream it. If not, send a personal check to Ridley Scott 
because he's really upset. <laughs> he didn't make enough money. <laughs> well, Thank does you. Does he accept? Does he accept Venmo? You think he does not accept Venmo? <laughs> he, he, he accepts PO box mail. Mail <laughs> Next time on the Spooky Screen, we're going to be watching 2020's Host. I don't know what it's hosting. It better be a good show. Catch us next time on the Spooky Screen.